You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's October 22nd, 2015. I'm Nicole Bennett. Today's episode, the World Olympians Association heads into the future. The organization representing Olympic athletes from past games is trying to be a bigger player in the Olympic movement. The World Olympians Association has just ended its latest General Assembly, where steps were taken to make the organization run on a professional level without the financial stress of years gone by. Meeting in Moscow, the WOA has adopted a new constitution that will put it in line with IOC governance standards. The changes are a prelude to the IOC becoming more involved in the organization. Along with the constitution, the association delegates from more than 100 nations voted in the leadership for the next four years. On Wednesday in Moscow at the Ritz-Carlton near Red Square, the WOA held an inaugural forum meant to help the grassroots of the organization become more active and effective. Russian President Vladimir Putin put in an appearance and short speech. Around the Rings editor Ed Hula was a panelist for one of the sessions, and he followed the WOA assembly today. We should also note that Around the Rings is a media partner of the WOA. So, Ed, what could you tell us in terms of some background on this organization? How did it start, and, and what are some of the problems the WOA has faced? Well, it's supposed to represent the 100,000 or so uh, still living Olympians, the ones who've competed in past games, as well as, I guess, the ones who'll be coming up in Rio. And it is an organization supposed to support and help these Olympians at all stages of their life after their careers, whether it's career counseling, uh, uh, medical advice information. Um, it allows Olympians to be participating in community activities to inspire young people to, to take part in sport. Just a whole range of things. It's a very, very broad kind of mandate, but that's uh, that's a, a group of Olympians in the in the 80s and 90s got together and said we'd like to have a group like this, and it was formally adopted by the IOC in only 1996, and has kind of grown in fits and starts since then. Um, it's it's an organization that has not had professional staffing, did not have professional staffing for some time. Um, it's difficult to represent 100,000 people on a rather limited budget, and they did run into some inertia with just getting things done. I mean, you just don't have the people, the time, on a volunteer basis to devote to such a, a big cause like the World Olympians. And the uh, group found its money uh, frozen, its accounts frozen by the IOC uh, in, oh, I think 2011, 2012, somewhere like that. Um, and they've finally been able to restore their IOC funding and uh, have gotten themselves on a much more straight and narrow path to the future, I believe. The inaugural forum took place on Wednesday, the inaugural World Olympians Forum, that is. What was that all about? And it's, a, it's an attempt by the WOA to do something more in particular than just have elections every four years. That's kind of when people started paying attention to the WOA every four years, when it came time to pick a, a president and other members of the, of the leadership. And this is a, a way for the WOA to get involved in an activity that brings people together to talk about what they're doing in 
Africa or the Caribbean or the United States or, or Europe, what programs are working, how they're working in the community. Uh, and issues such as closing the gender gap, for example, was one of the topics covered. Building your National Olympics Association, another uh, topic covered in a, in a workshop. Um, I participated in a program and a panel on Olympians Inspire with uh, swimmer Gary Hall Sr., James Edwards from the Australian Olympic Committee, and uh, WOA President Jean Bougeot, in which we you know, talked about how uh, athletes play a role in making people pay attention to what, what they're doing and provide some inspiration to young people, as well as the, the, the breathtaking change that's uh, taking place in the media world uh, and you know how it's really hard to tap into that uh, and, and get the attention of young people through everything. I know I mentioned this, but Russian President Vladimir Putin was there at the forum yesterday. What did he have to say in his address to attendees? Not too much, actually. <laughs> He's uh, you know, it was a, a welcoming speech, but then he spoke about the the need he believes to keep politics away from sport and sport separate from politics. Uh, it's something that's intruded in 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 Russia before and the other aspects of uh, of the Olympics. It's a theme he's raised before as well. In interview we did with him prior to the Sochi Olympics, that was one of the big themes of his uh, his comments during our our roundtable interview with him. But he did spend uh, you know, five ten minutes talking to the uh, to the to the forum, and then another half hour in the room, uh, and then another couple of hours uh, still in the hotel, meeting with IOC President Thomas Bach and other individuals. Uh, he's the president of the Russian Federation, and it uh, was a bit of a, a coup, a pre prestige a boost to have the Russian president there. Also in the audience, very interestingly, uh, just a, a, a fantastic collection of great Russian athletes, Larissa Latinia, the uh, gymnast who won 18 gold medals at the uh, Olympics in the 1950s and 60s, uh, 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 Slava Fetisov, who broke the NHL barrier for Russian Russian players and figured into that great, great episode of Olympic history in Lake Placid when the Russians were eliminated in the tournament there, part of the Red Army. And um, stars of today, Evgeny Plushenko, the figure skating gold medalist, who told me he's still got his eyes set on skating in Pyeongchang in 2018. So watch out world he's he's still around so it was a, a kind of a star-studded event uh, like I say a bit of prestige for the World Olympians Association to attract uh, Vladimir Putin to spend some time with them the Russian government did make this event possible not just providing star power but also the financial resources to hold the forum as well as the General Assembly that took place today uh, easily in excess of 500,000 euros is what the cost of uh, those events are. And it was the uh, uh, generosity of the Russian government that, uh, as I say, helped make this event possible for the WOA. On a, on a side note, who, who was there in terms of uh, representing 2024 bid cities? 
Well, actually, technically, technically nobody because they are not allowed to participate in these events as, as bid cities, but it should be noted that uh, significant personalities from each of the countries where there is uh, an Olympic bid, I believe, was, uh, was there. Uh, for example, from the United States, there was Janet Evans, who is now the vice chair of LA 2024, but she is, of course, a esteemed Olympian in her own right. Claudia Bocal, the chairman of the IOC Athletes Commission, uh, has appeared on behalf of the Hamburg bid before. Uh, Paul Schmidt uh, from, uh, from Hungary, Budapest, uh, was the, one of the founding members of the World Olympians Association. So there was no overt campaigning, anything like that taking place. Uh, just uh, primarily a chance for them to be there and, and hear what it was all about. I have to mention Guy Drew, the IOC member in France. He was there as well. Paris, of course, bidding from 2024. Today was the General Assembly in every four years event. Is this important for the WOA? Well, as uh, Joel Bougeau was complaining yesterday in a roundtable with some reporters that we used to be famous or known just for our elections every four years, that's what we lived to do at the WOA. Uh, well, today was their day for elections, as it were. Not particularly uh, dramatic. Uh, Joel Bougeau was re-elected as president of the WOA, his second term in that, in that, in that posting. Uh, he is a former champion in modern pentathlon, a, a, a Frenchman, and uh, very close to Prince Albert of Monaco, who is the uh, patron now of the World Olympians Association. Um, uh, he was reelected without opposition, as were some other members of the uh, executive board there. Um, a bit of an erratic election process using, believe it or not, electronic ballot boxes. But what should have been a pretty straightforward and smooth process was uh, somewhat ran in fits and starts and had to start all over again and do this and do that and collect all the boxes and pass them out once again. Kind of a, uh, kind of a messy situation, but it all got done in the end and everybody seemed happy with the overall results. Uh, three women winning, winning seats on the executive board and, and one man. So certainly, a uh, I think greater attention towards, uh, towards gender equity here at the World Olympians Association. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all part of the, the changes they're going through to make themselves a more modern organization. And is everyone happy about the direction the WA is headed in? I know they're, they're preaching or at least talking about closer ties with the IOC. What, is, what does that mean? Well, that is to be, I guess, determined in the years and months and years ahead here. Three staff members from the International Olympic Committee will be assigned to a role administering the IOA working uh, WOA working with the organization, and that starts, uh, I think, effectively early 2016, early next year, and that will free the WOA of some of the cumbersome administrative duties that they 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 might have to face. Uh, gives them resources to devote to doing their good works and not so much to bookkeeping and taking care of uh, 
governance issues um, and, and things like that. Um, they've put them in line with the uh, IOC policies. So uh, I think the IOC is going to be exercising a little bit more control and guidance for the World Olympians Association because the Olympians are a very important representative, not just of an organization like the WOA, but they're representative of the Olympic movement. They're a resource, a, a treasure, and the IOC wants to make the most of, of, of that asset for sure. So they're interested in, in spending more attention, spending more time uh, developing the WOA, and uh, we'll see how that goes. The WOA wants to be autonomous as much as they can, as well as embracing aspects of the IOC. And, uh, and what it means, we'll, like I say, we'll see as this relationship unfolds here in the future. Not a final note, what's involved with the Around the Rings WOA media partnership? Well, it's a, it's a chance for us to be able to receive news about WOA activities and events uh, first, to be able to pre uh, present press releases and other news first from the WOA. Um, no cash involved, no really uh, commercial remuneration involved. Um, we'll be participating with the WOA in one of the important projects of the association, and that's the Olympic Olympians Reunion Center, which has been held at just about every Olympics since 1996. And it's a, it's a place for all Olympians. The only, only qualification, the only invitation you need to be able to enter the uh, Olympians Reunion Center is to be an Olympian. So some great stars of the past, uh, people, you know, famous as well as lesser knowns all get to go to the uh, Reunion Center. There's one going to be in Rio de Janeiro, and we're working with the uh, WOA to develop uh, activities and events that uh, we'll, be, we'll be involved with, uh, with them. And it's, uh, as I say, it's a way for us to tell people about what's going on with the WOA and uh, be able to be able to do it and be able to do it first. Absolutely. Well, much more to come. That was Around the Rings editor Ed Hula, who's in Moscow for the inaugural World Olympians Forum. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.